Hey, it's Michael, and this is the Kintsugi Podcast. I'll be back in a minute with this week's conversation about resilience. But first, if you wish to create a better life and have a better career, then please visit michaelobrienshift.com and download your free workbook on how to create a better life. In it, you'll discover ways to find more energy for the things and the people who matter most to you so you can create a better tomorrow. Hey there, it's Michael, and welcome back or welcome to the Kintsugi Podcast. It's time for another conversation about resilience. And this week, I'm going to share a story that happened to me last week, and I had to tap into my own resilience. It's going to be about what we do when we don't know where the finish line is, sort of like what we're going through today. We really don't know when all this is going to end, so how do we keep pedaling? So let me set the stage for you. If you were with me back in July or followed me on different social media platforms, you know I did a 19-hour bike ride on July 11th of this year, 2020, to celebrate the 19th anniversary of my last bad day, my near-death cycling accident. I wanted to raise money for 19 charities, supporting others in this moment in time, because, hey, we ain't going to get through this alone. We got to get through it together. That's the only way through. It was the longest ride I've ever done in my life. We did it inside on Zwift. So no doubt it was physically and emotionally draining and taxing and all that, but also just invigorating. And it was a really cool event to see how so many people came together to make it happen. Because yes, I rode the bike, but I did not do it alone. I had so many people in my Peloton cheering me on, supporting me, all that good stuff. So yes, it was a challenge, but knowing when the finish was going to be 7, 19 p.m., 19, 19 p.m., if you're keeping military time, knowing that it was going to stop helped me keep going. Us humans, we sort of like that, that clarity, that certainty. And today we don't have that. So how do we keep going if we don't know where the finish line is? What do we do then? Because yes. We feel like the finish line is getting closer. We can see the light at the end of the tunnel as it relates to this global pandemic. It's not an oncoming train, which is good news. We see the vaccines starting to come, but it's not entirely clear when it's going to all end. And certainly, as I've shared with you in the past, Normal, along with Elvis, left the building months ago, and we still haven't yet figured out what our better normal is going to be. So what do we do? Well. I was reminded of all this, of what we can do last week when I started the week, because I went to the emergency room. You see, because of my last bad day, because of my cycling accident, I have a dysfunctional relationship with something called cellulitis. If you know what it is, you know it's not good. If you don't, it's a skin infection, and it can spread really quickly. It looks like a massive sunburn on my lower left leg. I just, I feel like doo-doo. <laughs> it's not good. You get a fever. You're just lethargic, a general malaise, if you will. But the sunburn or that redness, that streaking redness is the first sign and symptom, along with sort of a swollen lip node. It's something that I luckily know the signs and symptoms of. And so I can get to the ER pretty quickly. 
and get IV antibiotics on board. And so I thought this visit was going to be a pretty typical one because I've had this now four times. Usually I go to the ER, get some antibiotics, and they release me. They let me go home on oral antibiotics for a week or 10 days. Easy peasy, lemon squeezy. The cellulitis is resolved, and I go back to living my life as it once was. But because of COVID, because of all this, everything in the hospital is going, well, runs more slowly, which I totally get. In a lot of ways, I felt the safest of out, out of everywhere I could go in the hospital because all the precautions that people were taking. So I didn't get treatment until late in the day, which meant there was plenty of time for the infection to rage and, and to spread. So they had to keep me over overnight. So I spent all day Monday in the ER and then Monday night upstairs in the hospital after they admitted me and all day Tuesday. And it was rough because I wasn't entirely sure when I was going to leave. And since they had me there, they ran a whole bunch of tests that they normally don't run, which was scary. One, I didn't feel good at all. It was it was one of those down for the count, I was barely functioning type of thing. No visitors could come to the hospital, so it was lonely. It was a tough 48 hours. And with all the tests, as I mentioned just a minute ago, that they were running, I was concerned that they were looking for something else, that, that, that there was something else wrong with me, in addition to the cellulitis, which is a doozy in its own right. So I had to spend a lot of time, as one of my awesome sauce clients would say, in pause, breathe, and recover mode, or pause, breathe, and reflect mode, as you know, that's something... I do, that we do, just to weave in more mindfulness and to slow everything down because slow is definitely smooth and smooth is definitely fast. To help me get through the moment. It also helped me discover how to get through moments where we don't know where the finish line is. Back in March, I referenced when this all started that this wasn't going to be a marathon. It wasn't going to be a sprint. You probably have heard people say that. Life is not a sprint. It's a marathon. Well, with COVID, the way I looked at it, it was going to be more of a triathlon than a marathon. It was going to be longer and was going to come in phases. And certainly, it has been longer than a marathon. And it's come in phases. And some of the phases are returning. Now, the one thing about a triathlon, we know where the finish line is. You do the whole thing, 140.6 miles, you know it's over. But with this, we don't know where the finish line is. So how do we keep going? What do we do then? Well, one of the things that's really interesting when you think about, you know, running a race, and we've all run a race before, whether it's the 600-yard dash, if you're in the U.S. and you happen to go through the athletic test that we had to go through while we're in grammar school or high school, you know where the finish line is after 600 yards the race stops, or a 5K or a marathon, or if you're a cyclist out there, you ride a century, 100 miles, you know when the finish line is. It's easy to keep going. And knowing where the finish line is helps us go faster. It gives us a better indicator of like how much energy we need to like put forth so we can manage our energy better and we can finish stronger than we started if we're managing our energy well. That's the big... Uh, that's a big caveat there. All this is called teleanticipation. So when we know where the line is, we can manage our energy better. 
There was a really cool article written by Alex Hutchison back a few weeks ago in the Toronto Globe and Mail. I believe that's the paper. And he shared one analysis on this because he wrote about how the whole pandemic is more like a marathon. He's a runner. So I would say I totally got where he was coming from. Really good article. I encourage you to check it out. But I still will submit that this is more like a triathlon because it is longer and it's going to come in phases and it will continue to come in phases. That when we look at all the different races out there for runners, anything over 5K, which in the States is over three miles, what they found was that the last K in the race was the fastest K out of all of them 67% of the time. So we could finish strong, that last ditch effort to get across the finish line. And the other 33% of the time, it was the second fastest. In those cases, the fastest was the first mile or the first K rather. So how does this all relate to like 2020 and my hospital visit and all that jazz? Well, again, we know vaccines are coming, but the finish line is still fuzzy. And we ran that first K pretty fast. It was like chaos using the triathlon metaphor. It was like everyone jumped in the water and we're all kicking and swimming at each other. It was a bunch of white water. It was all adrenaline and cortisol and catabolic energy. And we were doing more and all that. We felt like we're stuck on the hamster wheel and we thought it was just going to be over, you know, by April or by, my, by Memorial Day here in the States, end of May. And it kept going. And we took a deep breath. Maybe, well, actually, when we're stressed, because we were stressed back then, we're stressed now, we take shallow breaths and we've found a way to keep going. But we found that people got tired. After one holiday, they stopped wearing their masks and social distancing and washing their hands. And then we had surges. And what we've seen is that we go quick for a, a spell and then we get tired. And here's the thing. This is a long haul type of thing. This is, again, a triathlon. This is a long distance endurance type of an event. And to get better at endurance, we have to figure out a way to endure. So this is me all saying that we haven't managed our energy well, but we still have many more months, many more miles to ride or to run. And I know we can all feel it. I can feel it. The body aches. Some of us are getting flat tires. We're getting close to burnout. We're getting a little snippy, maybe on instant messaging or through text. We just want this to be done. We're looking for a day off because no one's really taking any days off because there's no place to go. So again, how do we finish stronger than we started if we don't know where the finish line is? Well, the natural idea is, well, when we have a big problem, just chunk it down. Make up a finish line. So for me, I was like, well, I'm going to be, you know, I'll leave the hospital at noon on Tuesday. And I blew past that. Or the way we've done it here with the pandemic is like, well, it'll be done by end of May. We'll be done by end of summer. We'll be done by Thanksgiving. And in each of those cases, we've blown past it. And that has not worked really well. Because the finish line is way out there, you know, out there in the distance. And again, it's fuzzy. So chunking it down and coming up with an artificial finish line doesn't necessarily help as well as we think it might help. So this is what I did in the hospital. And this, I think, is something we need to do 
in life, and it can certainly help us today as we deal with the pandemic. One is to pause, breathe, and reflect, as I think you would assume I would say. And in Buddhism, they encourage that, to pause, breathe, and reflect, and to think about how precious life is. Because here's the fact that life doesn't last forever. And I had to come close to that, not losing my life, but when you're in the hospital, you see that people are on the verge of losing their life. You know that life is precious because it doesn't last forever. The Japanese have a term for this called mano no aware. And it's about the transient nature of life that the fall foliage or the cherry blossoms in DC or in Tokyo, they're beautiful because, because of this fact that they don't last forever. Same with life. We view life as so precious because it's not going to last forever. And in fact, we don't even know where our finish line is. So how do we live fully if we don't know that? But here's the thing. Knowing that our end will come can be wonderfully clarifying and can be calming. As opposed to what a lot of people do is they worry or they count their minutes until the end comes. And that can be highly destructive. Especially when we don't know where the finish line is. It's about being present. Because we all know this. We know that the race, well, is still going on. There are more miles to run and ride. And none of us can predict where the finish line is. Yes, the vaccines are coming, but we don't really know how many people are going to take them. We don't know how effective they will be. The study suggests that they will be, but you know, there's a lot out there with the vaccines and just the overall distribution, the logistics of it. So where is this finish line? I have no clue. No one really does. But I do know this, is that we can keep going one pedal stroke at a time if we don't get freaked out about the future. And here's one way we can do it, is that instead of like getting worked up about the future, we can ask ourselves this question. Instead of asking ourselves, can I make it to the finish? Because we don't know where the finish line is. We ask, can I keep going? Can I keep going? And usually the answer is yes, I can keep going. So I, when I was in the hospital, I was like, can I spend another hour? Yeah, I can. I can keep going. As opposed to getting all worked up about when I was going to leave. Can I keep going? And I know you can keep going too. And what this does is it helps us remain in the present moment. Because after all, that's the only thing that we have. This moment in time. And then the next moment in time. So the way to get through this, the way to finish stronger than we started is to stay present in the moment. That's how we're going to get through this. But it takes a level of consciousness to do this, to understand how precious life is. So often we get hung up on what we did yesterday or worried about what we're going to do tomorrow, and we miss the beauty of this moment. And we're when we're living our lives in the past or the future, it's hard, it's hard to be resilient because we will fall down as we have throughout the course of this year and into 2021. It's just a normal part of life. We need something to grab onto so we can pull ourselves back up. Of course, we have our breath, which I will always recommend that we do to slow down, to breathe, to reflect on how we wish to get back up again. 
But when we can stay in the moment, it makes it easier for us to get back up. That's how we're going to get through this. Especially as we look at the month of December with all the presents, with Hanukkah and Christmas, one of the best presents we can give ourselves is the permission to stay present in our own lives. Because this life that we get to live is pretty freaking cool. But so often we miss it because we're just spinning ever, ever faster on our hamster wheel. We lose sight of reasons to be joyful, to reasons to give thanks and to practice our gratitude. So the way to get through this is to pause, breathe, and reflect and stay in the moment. Because this thing known as 2020 and soon 2021, it doesn't have a finish line. So we have to make sure that we're living each moment, each day, like we want to. That we're showing up and tuning in to life like we desire to set that intentionality. So that's it. So I'm better now. We have the IV antibiotics, antibiotics on board as well as the orals. And I'm feeling much, much better. I'm so grateful for the care I received and all the support I got. So I finished the week definitely stronger than when I started. As always, thanks for listening, commenting, and sharing the Kintsugi podcast with others, the members of your Peloton. If you have a question about this or anything else, just let me know. You can go to kintsugipodcast.com, leave your question there. I'll do my best to answer it as quickly as possible. And don't forget to grab your pause, breathe, and reflect gear on my website, which is michaelobrienshift.com. I would encourage you to do it now so it's there for you in time for Christmas or your holiday celebration. We have all the shirts in inventory, the sweatshirt that's entirely made in the U.S., and a couple ball caps. And it's a good reminder to pause, breathe, and reflect, especially as we start the new year. So with that, again, thanks for listening. Remember to pause, breathe, and reflect this week. And of course, have fun storming the castle. We'll talk to you next week. Bye-bye.